welcome to Film Music Nerds. I'm your host, Teresa Newman. If you're new to the show, welcome. This is all about film music, so if that's your thing, you're in the right place. For the month of October this year, we're going to be doing one new horror film score review per day. And so if you haven't checked out our other episodes from earlier this month, go check it out. We've done films like Rosemary's Baby, The Mist, The Descent, and we've got a bunch of other good ones on the lineup for this month later on. So make sure you subscribe so you get all the latest updates on the content coming out. And without further ado, we're going to go and get started. I am going to read a brief summary of the plot for you, which is a very odd one for this one. This one had me raising my eyebrows. (laughs) Henry resides alone in a bleak apartment surrounded by industrial gloom. When he discovers that an earlier fling with Mary X left her pregnant, he marries the expectant mother and has her move in with him. Things take a decidedly strange turn when the couple's baby turns out to be a bizarre lizard-like creature that won't stop wailing. Other characters, including a disfigured lady who lives inside a radiator, inhabit the building and add to Henry's troubles. This is a a David Lynch film uh, released in 1977, and the screenplay was also written by David Lynch. It was produced by David Lynch. He did a lot of the camera work, and he also did the music for this film. I'm kind of going off script for this for this episode just because I had a feeling it was going to be a shorter episode and also I was really puzzled as to where to start and so it seemed appropriate to do a stream of consciousness episode for Eraserhead. If you've never seen this film, the best way I could describe it is a hallucinatory fever dream but a dystopian industrial wasteland version of that. From start to finish, I was very confused. I really, really wanted to put on my scholarly cinematic hat for this one and appreciate it for all it was. I know that it's a really influential film and I know it has a lot of cult following, but I had a really hard time getting into it. I I did, however, find it really interesting that... This movie was super fully heavy. There were a lot of sound effects and a lot of background noise. So it's almost like the the character, whether you're talking about, you know, the, the universe that's inside of Henry's head or his actual real world uh, or what, whatever it may be, it's filled with mechanical industrial sounds. So, and even a lot of nature sounds that accompany industrial wastelands like wind and like groaning kind of metal meets metal, rock meets metal type sounds basically the entire time. And it was a clash between those sounds and the music that was ever so sparsely scattered throughout the rest of the film. And the only thing that I would really consider to be actual music that was used for this film were a couple of tracks that were older 
jazz, mainly swing pipe organ songs. So they use this Fats Waller song, Stompin' the Bug, quite often, and this other Lennox Avenue Blues by Fats Waller. Uh, The end credits, I think, is also a Fats Waller song. And it's all this really upbeat but eerily distant and hollow-sounding pipe organ calliope music. It's always sounding like it's coming from some kind of an old distorted record player. It's always being presented as if it's coming from a faraway distance. There are a few times where Henry's actually playing music from his record player inside the room where he's actually sitting at the time, but it's a lot of distant sounding music, maybe from other apartments, from other neighbors or what have you, but it really, uh, it's really unsettling because you can't tell why it's there or who's listening to it or what it means. The other thing about this movie is that every single little object, every single little movement that the characters do, it's like David Lynch has specifically put it in there as some kind of symbolic gesture or it's supposed to mean something or allude to something later. So you can't help but think that that's the case for the music as well, but it's really hard to decide what it actually means. So you're just kind of left feeling really uneasy and really unsettled. I do think the industrial sound effects that are continuously playing through the whole piece is sometimes presented in a musical setting. It's a very it's a very avant-garde type setting, if it could even be interpreted as a musical setting. But yeah, on the whole, this is a really lightly scored film, and there's really not a whole lot to say about it other than I... I I don't, I'm speechless. Like the movie left me speechless. I, I can't say whether I liked it or hated it. (laughs) I don't know if I'd ever watch it again, but if you want a movie that's going to make it hard to sleep, but you're not really sure why (laughs) you're having a hard time sleeping. If you want a movie that is going to make you question your own reality just a little bit, this is the film for you. If you're looking for a straight up horror film with gore and monsters and jump scares, this is not the film for you. If you're looking for a big budget, large orchestra film score, this is most certainly not the one for you. If you look up the soundtrack on YouTube, the only thing you're going to find is a couple of tracks that, that play some of those sounds from the woman in the radiator and then the Fats Waller songs. Yeah, I think without David Lynch being an actual composer, um, I think he did a good job for what it was meant to do. I don't know if you could have scored this movie, this type of movie in the traditional sense. I think it would have felt really out of place and it would have changed the entire atmosphere of the movie if you had have done the traditional underscoring with a full orchestra and... um, I I guess I could say it worked and I appreciated the art and the framework of the project outside of that. Can't say it was my favorite, but I'm going to go ahead and give this one a generous 6.5 just because it gave me weird feelings. And if you break it down to its most fundamental level, that's what a horror film score is supposed to do. So it did its job. 
Well, that's all I've got for you this week. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of Film Music Nerds. Join me tomorrow as we continue our one movie a day horror film score screening and analysis. Find Film Music Nerds on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and subscribe to the show so you can keep up with all the latest content posted. Happy spooky movie screenings and catch you next time. Bye.